So Money episode 205, Justin Gelban. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Karabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. Welcome back to So Money, everyone. I'm your host, Farnoosh Tarabi, episode 205. Can you believe it? We've got a special kind of guest on today. We have with us a fitness entrepreneur, high-profile personal trainer, life coach, and teacher, He is the co-founder of the newest boutique workout in New York City called Model Fit. His name is Justin Gelband, and he has been dubbed the Model Whisperer from the New York Times Magazine with a client base, including some of the world's hottest models and celebrities, including Miranda Kerr and Taylor Swift. He's super accomplished in the personal training field, obviously. He's got certifications from the National Academy of Sports Medicine and Apex Nutrition, He says his passion for fitness started at a young age where he grew up swimming competitively and playing tennis and soccer. He's now revolutionizing workouts for women by combining a mix of Pilates, yoga, movement, motion, balance, stability, functional training, and much more. His belief is that all women can attain being quote unquote model fit by working with your body to feel comfortable in your own skin and eating right. Eating is very important, he says. Three takeaways from our conversation with Justin include rising the fitness training ranks. How did he do it? Started out making just $8 an hour, believe it or not. And of course, today he trains celebrities and has his own popular boutique studio. How Justin combats pressures from the modeling industry that insists women be really, really, really skinny. How opening his own gym in Los Angeles years ago marked a major money mistake for Justin. That and lots more. Here we go. Unleashing Justin Gilband. Justin Gilband, the model whisperer. Welcome to So Money. Great to have you on the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I want to talk all about model fit in just a moment, but let's take it back several years to when you were a competitive swimmer. Now you're training the stars, particularly models. How did you get to where you are? Did you always aspire to be training this particular niche of clients? It started when I was about 15. I was, I was swam basically my entire life. I started at five. I swam for a national and a collegiate team. My national coach, his name was Jim Wood. He was one of the most inspiring intellectual disciplinarian that I've ever been around to the point where he gave you the motivation, the self-esteem and the drive to just be the best that you can be with your own body. When I went to college, I decided I was going to be a physical therapist, but at the same time I was working towards being in the fitness field. I wasn't sure where. I, I did an internship with the Metro Stars, which was a professional soccer team, and I was working as the assistant to the director of marketing and sales. So there was a lot of things going on. It was a, almost like almost a full plate. So I wasn't sure where I was going to go with it. I graduated uh, with the five-year degree in exercise science, and then I moved out to California. Um, My first year and a half, I worked any job under the sun just to make money, from being a pizza delivery boy to coaching and working at a YMCA. Uh, I was doing anything, and I was working as an extra in movies as well. So 
I didn't really know where, what, how, and when. And then one day I was in the 24-hour fitness in West Hollywood, and the fitness advisors, it was two of them, asked me if I wanted to be a trainer. And I said, no, nah, not really. And they're like, well, you happen to train differently than anyone we've ever seen. You, everything you do is based on balance and stability and movement and motion, and you're not pushing yourself in a way that we see can harm somebody and you really seem to be focused on how to get the body in shape, not how to break the body down. And it starts primarily with nutrition. 85% of what you do is what you eat. Two things. What in your experience are common foods that we should all avoid for the most part that we tend to overeat? And what are some superfoods that are affordable that everyone should incorporate more of into their diet? One thing that we really have to look at is fruit. You should try to stick to mostly berries, not to say that you can't have melon or apple or orange. But for some people, apples, oranges, pears, peaches it could become very acidic. You know, uh, melon doesn't seem to be very digestible. As far as food is concerned, gluten-free today is probably the best way to go, especially when you're dealing with bread. Because of the fact that, you know, the gluten itself it causes you to become bloated, hard for you to digest, doesn't really give you the energy that you need. Let's fast forward a little bit and talk about Model Fit and what, I know, again, it's very catered to the individual, but what is, uh, what is a typical Model Fit workout that maybe listeners at home can emulate, if even possible? For people at home, they really need to see what fits their activity levels the best. For me, when I start a program, I always, I always start with, obviously, what I said before, food, and then cardio. Um, building your cardiovascular system is really important, whether you're walking, running, hiking, biking, playing a sport. It's something that you really need to enjoy and really need to go at first because people always relate exercise to a gym, and it's not true. Um, gyms itself happen to be very intimidating and happen to be an area that most people don't feel comfortable going to unless they actually understand what they're doing. You know, the fitness market has been booming over the last several years, particularly with this, I think, a surge of boutique gyms, fitness classes, one on, not one-on-one, but the group classes, SoulCycle, Barry's Bootcamp, your program, to name a few. And people will pay upwards of $35, $50 a class. What would you, what's going on? How would you characterize this boom? What's driving it other than just people wanting to be fit? The idea of fitness exercise is, again, to bring unity to the fitness world, for people to really understand that in order for them to feel good about themselves, they would like to be in a class environment, meet new people, try new things, and feel more encouraged. I feel that when, you do, when, when I do classes especially, I'm very encouraging to each and every individual, and it's almost like I'm having 15 one-on-one clients in a 15-person class. And I really go around and I work on the posture, the form, the resistance. Exercise and pain do not relate. I know a lot of people feel that it's very, very important. And I really want to stress this over the radio. And of course, if I ever go on TV, uh, it's one of the things I will discuss too. Pain and exercise are not relative. Okay, They do not relate to each other. And I'm saying it again. So I I imagine you cringing watching The Biggest Loser because that is kind of the opposite of everything you've been talking about today where that show is really about taking you to the limit, the max, not really catering the workouts to the specific individual or gender and really kind of breaking you down. You have to lose so much weight on that show. Is there any merit to going to those extremes to get the momentum going? All right, so I'm a very honest person, so I'll be honest. I never like to put down the craft of other people. So 
The biggest loser may be something that I don't agree with, but I'm not going to say that it's bad. I just feel that I would approach it in a different way. That's all. Um, that's fair. Uh, in, that's fair. With all we have it, to say about that, that's you, you know. know and injuries and health conditions are really huge in our society today. More people are getting hurt through exercise, through fitness. So when I decided to create my method, I decided that I was going to create a method that was based on the individual, their injuries, health conditions, lifestyle, how they are throughout their daily life, and how can we improve their daily life so that when they do exercise, they feel good about themselves. People always say, oh, well, you train models for a living. I got into training models because I was tired of the stereotype that all models need to drink, do drugs, and starve themselves in order to be fit. You just actually read my mind because we, there is this, I don't even, I don't even know if it's a stereotype. I mean, it's, a, it's a sad truth in some cases that models are too thin. They don't look healthy on the runways. The industry, particularly the you know, magazines and the people who are booking these models for these gigs, they seem to be promoting thinness over healthfulness. So as someone who is in the industry, working with a lot of women in this industry, how do you, how do you work within those pressures? The pressure is like not, no one's ever seen. I will say this to you. I, I, feel it very, I feel very loyal and lucky and honored to work with the clients that I've worked with. I, I appreciate the fact that each and every client that I've ever trained has put me in the place that I am today, has given me the, the willpower to empower the, the most beautiful women or the best of actors and actresses in the world to be the best at their job. But one of the things I feel like I was put on this earth to help people and one of the things I teach all, each and every one of my clients is there's no quick fix. There's no drink. There's no drug. There's no pill. There's no exercise that will ever get you in the shape that you want to be unless you're going to eat properly, do the proper cardio, get the proper rest. I've trained a few models over the past few years who stopped modeling actually because they weren't able to reach a certain size. And what I found was very funny is during the time that we trained together, we had to push and pull and pick and push and pull and pick and find a way for these women to be a smaller size based on what the sample size was. And when they start, and these are girls that started 18, 19, 20 years old. And now these girls are, or let me call them women, are now 25, 26, 27, have better bodies, better mindset, spiritually on top of the world and look better and are leaner, fitter, and toner now doing the same exercise that we did five years ago because they're happy. This and connection, so yeah, this connection that you're talking about between your health, your physical health, and your mental health is something that I hear a lot on this show. And I love hearing from people with your background in, in the health space, in the fitness world, because it, it is it is not a coincidence that I would say you have a very, you're very good at making decisions about life in general. When you have a clear mind, when you're not stressed, when you're healthy, when you feel good, you make good decisions. And so let's transition now to some financial questions because I, I'm curious, Justin, to hear about, you know, things like your financial philosophy, your habits as they pertain to money, because I think you have a very, very clear conscience. So if there is a financial philosophy that you have, Justin, you are an entrepreneur. Uh, let's not forget. What what would it be? Um, when I was 28 years old, I decided that I had been training in Los Angeles with, uh, at the time, a lot of uh, well-known celebrities. I had started with celebrities first. And obviously, this was after building my program and working two and a half years of 24-hour fitness and working with strictly overweight women. And obviously, I knew my niche was women, but I was still working with a few men at the time. 
But what I didn't realize is that you must really step back and look at the whole picture first and recognize that in order to be successful in life, number one, you have to have a passion for what you do. And I know it's hard sometimes when everybody's looking for that job. And like I said, I'm the story of the story because when I started working at 24 Hour Fitness in the year 2000, I was making $8 an hour. I was making $800 a month. And I was basically getting by between that and the other jobs I had enough to pay for my car, my car insurance, and a small apartment for me to live and, and enough food just to stay healthy. And I was still, and I'm not going to lie, I was eating the, the rice and beans, the oodles and noodles, you know, cereal, you know, oatmeal. I, wouldn't, I wasn't really able to afford that much. And what I learned is I learned how to basically take the money that I had and save it as much as I could. But what I did do at 29 years old was act on impulse. And I think that people today don't realize that impulse is a huge, huge, huge denominator as far as it can really help you, but it can also hinder you in a way where you can make the wrong decisions, like you said. You don't think you're thinking on your feet. You're not stepping back and looking at the whole picture. And I bought myself a gym in Los Angeles at 29 years old because I had all these famous clients and I was afraid that I wasn't able to handle the gym that I was, I was working at at the time because we, the paparazzi were always outside. People were always bothering me. No one was leaving my clients alone and I thought I was going to lose my clients. So I acted on impulse. Three years later, I had to close the gym because I wasn't successful. But what I was successful in is it was learning. And I feel like everyone in life has learning experiences. And I, under, I understand that you hear stories about you know Donald Trump and all these other big wig uh, financial entrepreneurs that lost all their money and gained all their money back. And I, want, and I feel like the common denominator with the winning and the losing is I always look at myself as the weeble wobble. You know, years ago, they used to have this little toy called Weeble Wobble. You get your Weeble Wobble, but you don't fall down. Yes. And the thing is, is in, in order, and no, but the thing is, is that I always looked at myself as the Weeble Wobble because no matter when I was growing up as a kid, you know, I was always on the shorter side. I was a great athlete. I could play any sport I wanted. I was picked on a little bit, bullied around a little bit. It was, I was on the nerdier side. But I always made sure that I always put myself in a situation where I was going to succeed no matter how much I was pushed around, picked on, bullied. I knew what my goals and objectives were. And so when I did lose my hat with the gym, I didn't look at it as a negative. I looked at it as, okay, Justin, you know what? You made a mistake. I started in LA in the year 2000 with nothing. Started working with $8 an hour. I worked myself all the way up to $150 an hour. And when I sold the gym in LA, I moved to New York with zero. Okay, nothing. Uh, I had worked with one big client, which I will mention her name is Angela Linval, who's a big uh, model, who to me is one of, has been one of the most inspirational people that I've ever had in my life and who introduced me to the, the right people in order for me to start training Miranda Kerr and Ann V at the time, because those were my first, Ann V, Linda V, and, and Miranda Kerr were my first three clients in New York City. And what I learned from Angela was the fact that in order to, not only did I learn the whole modeling business, but I learned how to respect not only what the women do as models, but how to achieve the goals and objectives you need to. So I went out there to each and every agency and I said, listen, I will train, I, I sell packages of 10 sessions for $150. And I know that most people don't pay until after their session's done, but for me, because I've had people burn me in the past, I would appreciate it if we could actually do it the other way. 
that you pay me up front. But what I'm going to do for all of you is I'm going to show you that my exercises work for this genre, for these people, and I'm going to train these girls for 10 sessions first. And if you're not happy at the end, then you don't have to pay me. But if you're happy with my service at the end, then obviously I expect to get paid. And I have to say that not one person didn't pay me. And I built my whole business around not only being with my clients and on top of my clients and really entering into their life, but also being a life coach, giving them the self-esteem, motivation, discipline, the love, the attention, the cuddling, the exercises, the, the movement, the motion, the, the, the stretching. And I really became a family member. And I've always treated people that way. And I've always felt that in order for you to succeed and actually earn the money that you want to earn, it all starts with your personality and how you approach your clientele, especially in a service business. Regardless of how angry, how upset, how unnerved, how pissed off, in a service business, the client is always first. And I know sometimes it's very hard for all of us to grasp this, but if you really, really step back and you really look at who you are and what you can do for other people, no matter what niche you're in, you will earn the money as long as you provide the good service. I love that. Now let's do some so money fill in the blanks. This is where we wrap the interview. First thing that comes to your mind, finish the sentence. Ready? Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> if I no, hey, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spit out the words. So give me after each phrase, at least give me a second to think. Yeah, about. yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Don't overthink it though. If I won the lottery tomorrow, let's say someone dropped off a hundred million dollars on your doorstep, I would open my foundation for type two diabetes and childhood obesity. Love that. The one thing that I spend on that makes my life easier or better is. Food. My biggest guilty pleasure that I spend a lot on is? Travel. And you're in Brazil right now, we should say. Yes, this I travel is- all the time. I love to travel for work. So if, if, I, if I have a chance to train people in Paris or in London or in Brazil. You go where the or client is. anywhere outside the Yes, I love to travel. I really, it's really, really, so one thing that I always suggest to people when I meet them for the first time, second time, third time, whether they're from my country, not from my country, one of the things I found is very interesting and why I fell in love with Brazil, and I know everybody is the first thing they're going to say it's all about women, but it's not. The culture, the feet, the people, the food, just the way that they are so family oriented. And in America, I just don't feel like the families are as oriented the way that they are here in Brazil. And number two, it's just the passion that the people have. I think that life is about you and you really need to take what's given to you and really spiritually love and believe in yourself. And and that will allow you to love other people and give back to other people. And so when you're going to, when, when you stay put in the same place all the time, and I know not everybody has the money to travel. So I don't want people to look at it and be like, well, I can't afford it. Leave your city, leave your town. It doesn't have to be leaving the country. But I feel like people bottle themselves up in the same town, in the same city. They're always doing the same routine, whether it's going to the same bar, the same club, the same library, the same pool, the same gym. You have to change your your, your Get location. Get outside your comfort zone. Yes. yes. Get you out have of your get outside. Zone. The more you're in your comfort zone, the harder it is for you. One go thing. Sorry. No, no. This is, this is all good. One thing I wish I had known about money growing up is? How evil it can be. Really? Yes. Why would you say that? Because I feel that people put more onus 
on on how to make on how money how money can affect their life. Whereas this brings back to what we're talking about culture. Okay, my wife happens to be one of the happiest people all the time, and. and she never came from a lot of money, but she's always happy. She's always in a good mood. And when she goes into a room, she lights it up. And there's not one person that doesn't know my wife that doesn't say that. They always say, Eleni, oh my God, I've never seen somebody so happy all the time. And she's not rich and she doesn't come from a place that has tons of money. She comes from a place in Brazil that, you know, everybody worked and everybody grew up. And, you know, five, six, seven, eight people lived in the same house. And so I don't like it when people put an onus only on money and that it's very important. You have to make this money in order to survive. You need to love yourself and believe in yourself and understand that whatever job or whatever career you take is something that you're going to hopefully enjoy and that the money will come along with it. But if you only put the onus is, I have to make the money, I have to make the money, I have to do this, that's what causes number one problems. And you see this all the time in the news when people are getting robbed or, or things are going on that, that aren't supportive to our society and it's because everybody's always talking about money i think that money is important but your health is important first right so i think that i think that people need to realize if you want to smoke you want to drink you want to do whatever you do do it in moderation no one says you shouldn't you want to eat a burger pizza whatever do it in moderation nobody's perfect same thing with money you want to earn money that's great but make sure that while you're earning the money, you're earning the money for the right reason, not because you have to earn it. And I struggled and I lived in 300 square foot apartments and I had a raggedy car and raggedy clothes and I couldn't go out and I couldn't do certain things in my life, but it made me stronger, made me better. But I never put the onus on, oh my God, I have to make this money. And when I did do that, which I have done in my life, like everyone else does, it caused me more stress, more anxiety and more pain in my body than it did when I actually stepped back and said, you know what? The money will come, Justin. You just have to be positive and you just have to have a good outlook on how you're going to earn that money. And last but not least, Justin, finish the sentence for me. I'm so money because... Because I have a passion for my, my career and for what I give back to people in each and every, in each and every person's daily life. Beautiful. Justin Gilban, thank you so much. We really appreciate all of your insights your generous advice and being so open and honest with us on the show. Good luck to you. Ah, Thank you very much. That is a wrap, everyone. If you'd like to learn more about Justin, his website, modelfit.com or justingelband.com. You can get the transcript from this interview as well as comments and all the links mentioned over at SoMoneyPodcast.com. And while you are there, ask me a question or two. Click on Ask Farnoosh and let me know what's on your money mind. Every Saturday and Sunday, I respond to listeners' cues and I try to give my best answers about money, work, life, career, kids, you name it, relationships, people have asking me what to do after a breakup. And if you would like to receive a free 15-minute money session with me one-on-one, Leave a review on iTunes and hopefully you'll be selected. I pick one new reviewer on the Saturday show to receive a free 15-minute money session with me weekly. So if you're interested in this, would love to hear your review and hopefully connect. Thanks so much to Justin Gelband from Model Fit for joining us today on So Money. And thanks to you for sticking with us. This little podcast has now past 200 episodes. So proud, so excited, and happy to have you with me on this journey. Hope your day is so money.